Well, hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee, unless of course it's Tea Week, and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. Today we are in day 46 as we continue our Bible in a year plan. And I'm excited because today we mark the start of, well, I guess we mark the completion of a book. We finished Matthew yesterday. So congratulations, you've read three books of the Bible. If you've never read three before, huge milestone, 63 to go, and they're going to fall like lightning. Um, well, that's probably a bad reference because anyway, they're going to they're gonna come quickly, uh, but I'm excited. Let's get into our scriptures today because we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, let's get into it. Psalm 22, 1 to 11, Mark 1, 1 to 28. And Exodus 17, 1 to 18, to 1 to 18 to 1827. So a lot of 18s there, a little bit confusing. So those are our scriptures for today. Now, as I said, we are in the middle of tea week. This is where we raid Annalise's tea cupboard. And we see what tea she's got on the go. Today, I think I'm going to like this tea. It's the Healthery's Wild Berry with Raspberry and Blueberry. Now, they are two of my favorite berries, Raspberry and blueberry. So I'm trusting today that this is going to be quite scrumptious. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this is what it says on the box. Combine sweet and super, sweet super fruit berry flavors with, a del- with spicy cinnamon for a delicious taste. Inhale the exotic aroma and ex- escape as you sip. I'm a bit all over the place this morning because, hey, tea is not coffee. I've left it in here for the complete brewing time that is required. Let's give this a try and hope it's not too sweet. Let's see what it tastes like today. Lovely, lovely. What it is, is it's a, it's not a sharp and super sweet berry flavor, but it's also not too dull that it just lingers in the background. It really fills your mouth quite lovely. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. This is a tea that I would happily consume time and time again. Mm. Now, one thing I will note is that already there's a bunch of the flavor that seems to have gone to the bottom of the cup. So. It's going to be worth just giving it a wee swirl or a stir every now and again. But there you are, wildberry with blueberry and uh, and raspberry and blueberry, sorry. It's a good combo. I highly recommend it. That is enough of the brews for today, though. Let's get into the Bible, the reason we're here, and unpack what God has to say to us. Life is really a collection of great moments and moments that are less great. Moments where you feel like you're on top of the world and, you know, Moments where you're uh, lesser so. Moments where you feel like you're at the bottom of the world. And then there's the everywhere in between. As a kid, I remember growing up thinking, man, when I become an adult, it's going to be so great because when I'm an adult, I can just do what I want. Do you remember this? Where you, you just felt like you could do what you want, eat what you want, go to bed when you want. It didn't really matter. And the reality is, is that the glamour of being an adult wears off quite fast when you actually start adulting. But what if these highs and lows are more connected than we realize? I want to take a look today in our scripture, and I want to have a look at what the Bible has to say about the highs and the lows. In our psalm today, we see a prophetic picture of the cross and the resurrection, uh, which we then see reflected in Jesus's life. The he that the psalm talks about is Jesus. So when you see the he, you can substitute it with Jesus in your mind. So for example, in verse 6, Jesus was scorned by everyone and despised by the people. Jesus was mocked and insulted. They hurled insults at Jesus, shaking their heads. When we see what Jesus went through, when we personalize the scripture, when we humanize it, it makes it feel more real. It makes it carry a little bit more weight. We see that Jesus went through all of this, but it didn't finish there. 
ultimately, after all of this, all of these lows, it ultimately ends in victory. The encouragement for us is at the end of the day, no matter how many lows we face, physical, mental, or spiritual lows, victory is always the end result for believers. This psalm here, it's talking about how important it is to trust Jesus in the low moments. Verse 8 says, he trusts the Lord. Let the Lord rescue him. Jesus trusted in the Lord in the lowest of low moments, and God did rescue him. How though? He still died. Yes, he died, but he got victory over the grave, rose again, and purchased life for everyone who believes. It's the greatest victory of all time. If you're walking through low times at the moment, I want to encourage you from here on in, remember, trust in the Lord and await your victory. It's coming. Victory for every believer. You know, we're starting a new book today. It's the book of Mark. And in our first reading, we see how fast paced this book is. It's sort of like strap yourself in because it goes next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. Within the first few verses, we've got John the Baptist, and then we get straight into the action of Jesus calling his disciples, then his baptism, and then his testing. And then you see him working in the supernatural. We see so much in the first few verses. Mark is a very fast paced book. You go from miracle to miracle, story to story. And it's very different to the other gospels. It's the shortest and it focuses on Jesus as the miracle worker. In this book, you're going to notice that Mark loves the word immediately. He adds it to really in, uh, to really highlight the fast-paced nature of the book. Less talking and preaching from Jesus in this gospel than any of the other gospels as well, but more of a focus on the miracles. Mark's gospel is intended to convey a sense of urgency and encourage those who read it to accept Jesus as the Son of God and follow his example of sacrificial love. Jesus here in, in the fast motions of Mark, we see that he has an incredible high at this baptism. Like for his life, this moment would have been so special, being able to see the sky open up, a dove descend, and to hear God's voice, his Father's voice, speak about him. What, what about this moment for Jesus? Like, that, like that's this moment for him, but what about all the followers, right? All, all, for all these people, but Jesus specifically, this would have been so special. Hearing these words, you are my son, who I love, with who I am well pleased. At any level, hearing these words is great, but hearing them from the Lord, from, the God, from God, from his father in heaven, that would have been so special. What a high, what a high for Jesus. But then immediately the Bible, there it is, immediately he's being led into the wilderness for the purpose of being tested. Talk about a low after such an incredible moment. Often I've found that great highs, especially when they're involved in the spiritual spaces, are closely followed by lows, from preaching super well and seeing God move, to then quickly being followed by weird thoughts and really low feelings and temptations. It's a weird dynamic that we have in our faith that when we do something great for God and when we experience something great for God, we often, it's followed by lows and we often walk into some lows. But notice that he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Not every low that we face is going to be demonic in nature. Sometimes we're led into lows or wilderness seasons to gain greater authority. See, we gain spiritual authority by overcoming in these low moments. Jesus came out of the wilderness with far greater authority than that he went in with. He gained greater authority to reach the lost. We see that Jesus, when he left the wilderness in the days to come, when he preached, people followed him. He gained greater authority to lead people. Notice that when Jesus asked people to follow him, it wasn't a debate. It was often quite a quick response to say yes and follow him. His leadership is second to none. Look at what he did. He took fishermen and made them fishers of men. A huge, drastic change. And the third thing he gained greater authority in is to teach scripture. 
Look at verse 32 and what it says about Jesus. He taught them as one who had authority. Everyone was astonished. And in verse 27, they actually refer to the authority that Jesus had. See, I think we're in, we're in a bit of an interesting space because we've got a generation of people who want to preach and teach the gospel, but who are lacking in authority, required to break things open and see things shift. And the way that we get this is through pushing through lows and gaining the authority we need. Too many young people are tapping out when it gets hard. Friend, I want to encourage you that if you're listening to this, if you're watching to this, and you feel called to preach the gospel, you must, you must continue to persevere through every low moment because it's when we persevere through low moments, we gain greater authority and we can feel and experience more of the high moments of serving Jesus Christ. Whatever you're facing now, believe God is preparing you for whatever it is God has purposed for you. And that through this preparation season, you are gaining an authority to see breakthrough in what you're called for. Moses and his journey is riddled with incredible highs and incredible lows. But God is always with him and his people. And it turned that, and, and sorry, God turns those lows into highs and gave them victory every step of the way. But notice what Moses turned to in these low moments. Moses turned to prayer when he was in these low moments. Just because we know God is preparing us and we're gaining authority along the way, it doesn't make it easy. Sure, it can be an encouragement, but it doesn't make it easy. I want to encourage you that in those lows, pray. Moses in verse 4 and 5, he cried out to the Lord, what am I to do? The Lord answered him and provided what he needed. I think this is the key, how we respond in these low moments. Jesus responded with scripture in the wilderness and Moses responded with prayer. So let's be people who lean into God and who walk through every low into victory. Verse of the day. A super sneaky extra bonus verse at the end. When Moses, uh, his hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until sunset. In this battle, in this, in this struggle that we see here in Scripture, Moses, while his hands were lifted, had victory over the battle. But as his hands dropped down, he began to lose. We all need an Aaron and a Hur in our lives, but we also need to be an Aaron and a Hur to others as well. So who's in your corner? Who is it that is holding your hands up for victory? And who are you holding up for victory too? Well, that is it for the Daily Brew today. Day 46 done and dusted. We are almost halfway through Tea Week for this month. And I'm excited because God is speaking to me. And I pray that he's speaking to you as well as we pick apart the scripture. I'm excited to hear what God is saying to you about. Feel free to hit me up in the DMs on social media and let me know what God is saying if you don't feel comfortable posting it on YouTube. If you are on our audio podcast platforms, take a moment now. If you haven't done so already, follow and rate the podcast. If you're on YouTube, subscribe and click the bell. What this does is it promotes this to far greater people so we can get more people together reading the word of God and going deeper in their relationship with him. That is it for today, though. Come back tomorrow for another day here on The Daily Brew. If this is the start of your day, have a great rest of your day. Unless it's sleep time, good night. Sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite, and we'll see you tomorrow for another day here on The Daily Brew.